Talkers. Welcome back to A Gamer's Guide to Productivity, the show where we delve into the world of gaming, business, and everything in between. Today, we have a titan in the esports and business arena, a man whose journey from shoes to esports championship angel entrepreneur has been nothing short of extraordinary. So get ready to be inspired by the one and only Bernard Chong. Thank you so much, Bernard, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yes. And just so people know, our guest today is not just a savvy investor and serial entrepreneur, but a true visionary from turning a family shoe business into a national brand to leading Brent Esports to victory. Bernard Chong's impact reverberates across industries. And that's not all. His commitment to global education through the Brand Seed Foundation is a testament to his desires to make a positive impact on the world. So I'm very thrilled to be able to have Bernard here today. And we have a few questions, Bernard, before you go ahead and discuss uh, regarding your foundation and the businesses and your journey. I first wanted to just quickly get acquainted with your gaming skills as well as what is your favorite gaming system and your first gaming system. All right. So I played chess when I was really young. Okay. I started playing chess. And from there, you gain a lot of experience by all those defeats yes. when you're starting. And you kind of like have memorized, like, this is the patterns. This is how to mate. This is mm -hmm. what not to do. Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. you see in life that there's always patterns too. Mm. And, and as you keep playing with other people, you learn other styles. And... So does in life too. You meet other people, you gotta observe them, their patterns. Mm -hmm. If one observes everything in their surrounding, you would learn a lot. I tell to people, to my kids also, observe your friends, observe your uncles, observe your parents, observe what they do, what they say. By those observations only, you kind of know if they're going on the right path, if their future is good, then you can do the journey with them. And that's just by observing. And of mm. course, I play basketball, but it's just uh, for fun. Mm -hmm. And I play you know, the basic games like Street Fighter, Dota, Dota 2, Command and Conquer, Warcraft, Diablo, uh, Civilization. There's a lot mm. of games that I play, but you mm. learn a lot from those. I play clan games too, like Clash Royale, Mobile mm. Legends. Lords Mobile, and you learn how to deal with people, how to deal with group. Uh, when when I started my esports team, also I learned to coach. We learned to train mm -hmm. uh, players how to compete, and it's good. It's good experience. I really feel like I've done a lot of stuff in my life to learn on many things, and I wish to share them. Uh, just ask me stuff that you want to know. Oh, I was going to say, uh, in the regards to the esports, um, it achieved remarkable success. So, what strategies would you say that you use to um, really attribute it to its success? Like, what were the key strategies you used? Because you said that uh, you were learning about how to train. Mm -hmm. And so, you didn't already know how to do things. And so did you learn on the fly? Did you get external help? How or what did you do to get to that pinnacle of success? Well, there's in a game, there's called meta. That's like 
the in thing that's happening in that moment in that season. Right. And of course, in in competition tournament levels, there's like meta. What's the meta? And mm-hmm. when you understand it, you kind of see that the meta is one where everybody's using it because it's probably more efficient. For example, in NBA, the meta now is shooting from outside, from three mm-hmm. points. Right. Was that Before, funny? it was a big center game and everything, and then now the exactly. meta is shooting. And oh, because they probably okay. studied, it's more efficient. In life, there is like meta too, but you got to mm. really dig deeper. Like the meta now is making company public, buying stocks in stock market, right. uh, putting on S&P 500 index and being getting cash flow rather than working. So mm-hmm. there is meta on certain stuff. You just observe people. So as I learned in game that there is meta and you study the meta, you practice the meta, you see who are successful, whose team are successful, whose players have been successful. Mm-hmm. In business, in life, there is such thing as meta too, in a way. But you just have to observe and you got to research them and you got to learn from them and you got to follow and do them too. So you learn about how the meta is being played. Did did that make sense? Did you understand that? Yes, because I play league, so I totally understand about the meta uh, wording. How do you research to determine in whatever particular area you're at, how or what is in the meta. Since you just mentioned that in life that there is the meta too, that there are things that are in and it requires research. What do you do to discover that? Or what methods of research do you utilize? Well, by logic, you will see people who are successful, people who are famous and things that people you want to become, you see them like you idolize them. And mm-hmm. you kind of see their patterns, how they do it. There must be a, a write-up or there must be a history of how they do it before, right? Nowadays, everything's written. Everything can be asked. Everything can be studied. Right. So then you will see that these certain people you look up to, this is what they do. And you kind of know that that's the meta already. And mm-hmm. if everybody's doing it the same thing, then that's the so-called meta. Like probably every now and then, most of the people are uh, doing sales in internet, right? Mm-hmm. And getting subscription and getting customers in internet. So maybe right. the meta now is internet sales or promotion through through internet. So there's there are small small things like like that. And so you just observe how similar successful people their common denominator, and that's probably the meta. Now, what happens when somebody is trying to, they're trying to hack the system, they're going from meta or what they understand as meta to meta, they see that, let's say online sales is in and they're trying to do that. And then they see marketing and copywriting is in and then they try to go do that. And then they see, you know, website management, website creating uh, is in and they go try to do that. And as they try to just hop from meta to meta, they don't become a master of anything. Like they don't niche down into any particular role or position or activity or skill. So would you say that you have to be very in tune or very uh, effective at time management and researching within a, a healthy time frame to jump from meta to meta? Or what would you suggest to, to somebody like that? I suggest that you do the first principle thinking first mm. rather than time management. First principle thinking is thinking the absolute 
everything about a certain things. Now mm. I'm going to make an example, which is uh, very well known in first principle thinking is, for example, you plant a tree. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you're like elementary, you just think like it's just a soil, a seed, and then you water it, you wait, and then the tree grows. But that's elementary. And it's not just that. The first principle thinking is what kind of soil it is, what kind of weather it is, what kind of seed was planted, what are organisms, microorganisms in the soil, how the, the more detailed of planting a tree. Mm -hmm. Then if you copy it, the same thing as in science, you will have the same output. But if you, by first principle thinking, studied everything, just like what you said, on a marketing standpoint, what's their marketing team? What's their plan? What's their budget? If you completed this, and then you will have the same result. Mm -hmm. If you copy or you do the same footsteps as the people who are successful have done it by logic, but you must not skip or you must not miss details that are important also in that thinking or in that strategy where you think, where you miss out that you thought it was just, again, an example of planting a tree is just like, it's a seed and a water and a soil, and then you wait and then sunshine and then that's the tree. Right. Yeah. So you got to think about even the birds that's probably, you know, everything. Every mm -hmm. little thing in, in the first principle thinking, you should think about it. And then you'll be, you, you've attained the same result as how successful other people, you seem successful. Hmm. Now with, with 15 children in the family, how were you ever able to have enough time to study or, or, or think? And what was that process like living, uh, with so many, uh, siblings and, and, now you're at, at the success level, but you were you were, you have 15 siblings. How does that even work? No, no, I got I got two brothers only. Oh. So so I got my elder brother who's doing my uh, handling the family business now, and my younger mm -hmm. brother also uh, doing business, and then me. So we're just three brothers, but ah. we grew up on a close family setting where. In a building, in a floor, my grandpa, my father, my father's brother's family were all in one floor. So maybe oh, wow. uh, that's what you you misinterpret. So we were there were five families in one floor, and we were mm -hmm. all living together in one floor. Oh wow! Yeah. So that's... my brother, my cousin, my auntie, my uncle, my, my grandpa, my grandma. That's how we started, and we started like on the top floor. That's where that's our home. That's where we interact each other. Mm -hmm. On the second floor, on the, on the lower floors are the offices where we ran the shoe company business. And the ground floor is the factory. So I grew up uh, being able to be time efficient. Because if I want to be in a factory, it's, it's in the ground floor. If I want to be in the office, it's with the second floor. So I want to mingle with my family, uncles, cousins, and my cousins. It's mm -hmm. on the third floor. So maybe it, that, that one was time efficient for me. So I did learn a lot from there. Wow. What was that journey like from, from working at home, being at home, and then being so close to the opportunity to make money? To then, I saw that in college, you also were, were selling your, your family's products at college as well? Yeah, I was selling shoes, 
when I was in high school and college to have extra income, we, we have good product. Our shoe, Word Balance, is the number one shoe brand in Philippines. Mm. Good quality and it's well known there. Uh, yeah, I, I, was pra- I was able to practice my sales through that. Oh. And I was able to practice uh, interrelation with, with owners of different industries because I'm mm-hmm. selling shoe product to their workers or to their staff. And it, it was a good training. Actually, I can say that I was efficient with my time. Like, I've, I've been doing a lot of training and a lot of growing rather than wasting wasting time sleeping. And so you yourself improved on your skills as a child on how to have the best customer service voice, how to take payment, billing, getting invoice, getting refunds, having to manage those problems and issues from a very young age, which I assume immensely translate over once you're an adult. Yeah, I I saw them firsthand because we have a store. So if somebody will buy our shoe, we kind of know where where the stock room is, how the stock room is being managed. We have have a direct store also where customer go into the store, pick up the shoe and, and, and ask for sizes and everything. So I would know how it is run. And we have the cashier. I would know how, how to write invoices there and document how to give customer service, how to deal with customer complaint, how to deal with staff too, and systems, a lot of stuff too. And when I went direct selling to my father told me to direct sell because that's your opportunity to bring your brand outside, outside your store. Mm. And I was able to to introduce them by making myself also uh, informed with the current events. So my dad told me, you're going to go out, you're going to talk to people. The people are working. They want to know current events. So you got to be able to read papers, read the news, share something that at least if in, in a conversation, they learn something also, not just doing your business, not just profiting from getting selling your product but at least give them some insights too on current events on wisdom and stuff so when i was young i was always reading i was always listening to radio watching watching news watching information mm-hmm. and then i share it so i think i got that also as a childhood training and now i share what i know like now i, I share to you all the things that i know i share right. I, I share to you fast so I think I, w- I was brought up that way and I will continue to do this because this is how I I brought up. And then when you transitioned to then uh, doing the mobile esports, how did how did that come about? What made you say I want to own an esports team and win the champion? Well, you don't really say you want to be the champion. That time I didn't thought about it. I just thought that I want to help the people who are good at esports. You know, mm. competing. It started mm-hmm. in Dota when they were fighting and and, yeah. and and challenging other players. And then there's be a winner. And then there's a f- community of of players in a certain game that the publishers publish. Mm-hmm. And when there's a community, then it becomes a standard of of game already. Then I mm-hmm. felt like it's about time we could do a team because we were able to help these young players in the community. Mm. And then I started the Mobile Legends team with Brenny Sports and we trained them, we competed. And then I think it's a blessing also 
because to be world champ, fighting other organized team also, right? Beating other country to be world champ is a blessing. I mean, there are so many good players for sure. Right. Luck, blessing has something to do with it too. I mean, we're prepared. We did our hard work, right? But there must be blessing too there, for sure. And thank you for for that experience, universe. And and from there, uh, we gave the world champion to Philippines, and wow. it, it was good. But I really didn't thought of starting a team because we want to be world champion. I, mm. I, I just started the team because I want to help the children. I want to help the kids. I want to help them how to act as a team, discuss how to communicate, how to move forward in when they're progressing an attack and how to defend if they're like one man down, two man down, mm-hmm. some, some strategies. Right. And it, it worked out. But it's just one year where we won. And then the following year, everybody caught up to and some are, you know, really, there's a really good, Many right. good players in the in our world, so being a champion is really hard and by luck also. Well, that's actually pretty in- interesting that you were able to do that. Uh, your team was able to make some history, and, and you were able to uplift those uh, individuals that as you mentioned in the community. And <clears throat> from there, I see that not only did uh, Brenny Sports Mobile uh, Legends win uh, that championship, there's now also a foundation that you uh, did with uh, Brent Seed Foundation is that the same organization or is that something entirely different? The uh, that's an entirely different because I feel like I like to teach people, and I feel like building a nonprofit organization for for education is like my calling. Mm. I feel like it. I feel like I like to teach and I like to help educate young people send them to school if I can. I believe right. that some people, you know, do do world changes, improvement through by, you know, making electricity and, and stuff. But me, I feel like I like to help people uneducated to help them be educated. Mm. I feel like that's my calling in this, in this life. So I feel like if, if, People can't go to school, maybe in the organization, in my brandseedfoundation.org. Maybe from there, they could, you know, uh, we could pick them and send them to school and hopefully change little little by little on what we can. Hopefully, they make big difference through time. How do you, how do you determine who... Who do you select? Is it like a, a random drawing or is that specific individual with specific criteria? Uh, there, there's guidelines that are set and it's got to be in the website. And so okay. there's got to be a guidelines on how, how we can't help everyone. So we have to put guidelines. And the reason I ask is my next question is how do you determine which company or startup you invest since you are an angel investor? There's got to be opportunities that float in you. I know you're, you're, teaching others but i know there's opportunities that they they jump up and you're like wait a minute let me take a little pause this deal is too good to be true i might i might invest what 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 startups or what opportunities usually make you think uh, you know think twice before investing i normally am like i'm brave to put money on stuff right whether hoping that it'll be successful or not because failure 
or challenges is really part of startup. And the mm -hmm. success rate of startup is really, really, you know, hard. Really, right. it's not easy. Mm -hmm. But I'm betting or willing to do the journey on the founders that I feel we are the same level of communication. If they communicate, if we have the same level of belief of expansion or growth, if we're aligned in our culture. So... These are the things that I that I see on a person. Sometimes I test them. I test them. I test their patience because mm -hmm. you really have to be patient to be really successful. Right. So sometimes I'm gonna deliberately ask dumb questions. I'm literally act like I'm gonna repeat elementary stuff or ask elementary stuff to see how they converse the idea and and see if they're like arrogant or being explaining or being patient with you because at the end of the day when you do battle with them it's really gonna be tough and you have to be solid with your guy mm. or with the someone that you planted so uh that's that's my thing that's what i do as an angel investor i i check the person who i will be investing what's their attitude it's really mm. the attitude and then from there once I invest, I go all the way until we become successful or until we cannot make it to become successful. And then we we learn from the experience and we talk about it. Oh, that's pretty interesting. And because you go you go through that rigorous uh, entirety, that also lets me know that if they are willing to explain that thoroughly, even if they didn't know exactly how to explain it, if they have that patience to keep trying over and over and over again, eventually they can explain a very complicated matter in very big words. Eventually, if you keep asking them as if you don't know anything, if they have the patience, they'll explain it in a very simple way. And that actually in turn helps them out even better so that way when when somebody else asks them they can just answer in the most simplest and quickest way possible instead of having to make it very complicated yes and also it's very easy to show your good side when there's no pressure when mm. you're talking and there's no pressure you're eating there's a dinner lunch it's easy to smile especially if you want your angel investor to accompany you so you really put on your bright side, your best side, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes you really have to test them to see if it's if it's crunch time, if you're like delaying something or, or what deliberately doing stuff to see how they how how the attitude is. Because it will happen through your course of time as you angel invest, it would take you five years, three years, seven years, every day. There would be a bad day. There would be a bad cycle. There would be a mm -hmm. bad segment of business where the character of the founder must, must show up and the character must be good. Otherwise, it would, you know, it would be not successful. Hmm. Now, how, how do you end up focusing on those challenges or setbacks? What what gets you ready to overcome them or uh, what do you do in order to prepare yourself? Well, first thing, you have to teach them. And you have to 
tell them what's the right way and you have to understand too so it's like mentoring them but on a side note that you're just starting and before you have trouble i would urge you to be having the information of people who have done it to get people who have done it on your team to ask for their wisdom ask for their knowledge ask for their guidance so if you want to be a good swimmer for example then you ask a good swimmer before how how they did it what's the technique exactly. and then you copy them or you you follow their directions if, if you, you want to or you good, intern example, with them or work with them yes yeah so if you want to have a, a a good business what what's the what's your business somebody have done it if it's a retail find some consultant who've done retail it's mm -hmm. like an if e esports organization and uh maybe you're making your own uh for example league maybe you hire that consultant of nba league the football league and ask how they did it and then from there you you can refollow the foundations mm -hmm. but i tell you everything successful takes time and this right. one i have to repeat for all the audience and all people to hear nothing good that is easy achieved everything takes time everything is tested by time mm -hmm. so you really have to be patient with everyone with yourself with your teammate with your clients with your customer with everyone you have to be really really patient because good companies took time teams are like that too i mean you, you can see nba teams also superstars take time too correct yeah no that that's actually pretty pretty true because everybody wants to be an overnight success and nobody wants to put in that daily work nobody wants to get up early or go to sleep late or being consistent with it doing it without any guarantees as you mentioned earlier nobody wants to be brave enough to even try unless it's a guaranteed and people burn out if they set the bar so high they set it up to perfection and they try the first day no sale no no nothing and boom i quit yeah well but to those people who that's their dream that's their calling i'm sure they will figure find the way to figure it out and those people are the one who will become successful the one who's like really dedicated the one who says all right this is the problem let me catch my breath let me drink some water here and let me figure this out and we have to move forward right those stubborn people those consistent people so there are some people but they're the one you will see that these troubles as you begin are like really the filters because at the early stage if you can't do it you're not worthy to do it big time mm. because the bigger it gets the more problem arises right so if you can't handle 20 team 50 team people how would you handle 10,000 employee how i handle 10,000 employee you understand right so those are like filters and as you progress as you become accomplished on solving the beginning problems then you you'll understand that you're you're being prepared to handle more difficult situations more more meaningful tasks that's just how life is and so because tasks are 
increasingly being adapted and refined and updated how do you stay in the know in, in terms of what are the most optimized manner of working now that ai is being introduced now that business automation is a heavy concept how do you how do you stay on top of of that and how do you utilize that for your own businesses all right nico this is easier said like an easy answer but it's really hard when you in, in, when you in, implement it so i would say education but you know you just got 24 hours you're doing your work you're going to be catching up to ai development you have to research you have to talk to people it's a it's a being on top of what you do is a full-time work hmm. so you have to talk to people who have done it who is in the field right. you have to research on it you have to test it you have to try it and then also you have to take care of your body sleep health and you have to take care of the family too and everything so it's easier said than done but short answer is just be on top of it make sure you read what's happening you listen to what's happening you watch what's happening make sure you try it make sure you interview people you ask people you get their time you consult people those are just basic but you you, you have time to do it but you can't waste your time right you really have to be doing it by the hour every day just to be on top of it now how how do you how do you plan now or do you instinctively know every time you wake up what you're gonna do well since i'm an angel investor so i have a certain specific plan for you know exercising sleeping reading talking to my management team and asking each business head how are they but generally i let my business heads do their thing and I just ask for updates. Now I'm like in a mentoring stuff now, except for the Brand Seed Foundation where I'm the CEO of it. That's my journey too. But I'm slowly, slowly uh, trying to build it. I'm not in a hurry, but we're building it. But other than that, uh, yeah, I have a plan and it differs from day to day. Mm -hmm. Depends also if I have a visitor, if I have to talk to a consultant. So, but yes, of course, my, my day is planned. And I'm often busy. What would you say is your favorite part of being an angel investor? I like it when I learn stuff about the dreams of other people, because you will see how, how their passion is mm. and their dreams. They have different ideas too. And I feel like as an angel investor, I get to see different angles of different people's dream so they may be in tech they may be in coffee business they may be in printing business they may be in in realty business but i get to see them and i get to see their passion and i get to see what's updated on them so i got a lot of information going in in me and i gotta say this works with this one i could introduce this group with this certain group and they might have a good synergy and stuff so learning is what makes me happy also by angel investing to different segments. It's not like VC because VC, they have like guidelines and they say, if you're in healthcare, you're just in healthcare. Right. If you're in realty, you're just in realty. If you're in app platform, you're just in app platform. If you're in money market, you're in money market. Mm -hmm. Yes, an angel investor, 
I get to see different aspects and I got to learn different aspects. I got to know the people who are doing it. So I feel like that's more of a advantage to me long time, long run, if I'm patient enough, because mm -hmm. I would have met people who have done certain things in their industries for a long time. So if I've been angel investing for 20 years, 15 years, so it's been 15 years where I know someone in tech platform. It's been 15 years I know someone in realty platform, mm. in realty business. There'll be 15 years I know someone in insurance business, in realty business, in healthcare business. And then I got to know what's happening. So it, my, my information about certain stuff are updated and I like it. Interesting. Uh, what would you say is your favorite or was your favorite, if you're able to speak on it, of course, your favorite uh, startup or a company that you invested in? Well, normally, it's the team. When they're happy, you feel happy. When they're making money, it's okay. But nowadays, my favorite is really platform businesses. Only because with platform businesses, you get to interact with more people, more client, more user, you get to help them on a, if you make a standalone store, I mean, or a restaurant, the restaurant's happy, the customer's happy, but you're impacting only the people inside your restaurant. Mm -hmm. Unlike if you're making a platform business, you have internet as your top ceiling and the user can be infinite your population right. as long as your tech can handle it and you right. can influence them. So me, my favorites are platform businesses. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's actually pretty, pretty interesting that you have a, a specific platform or a, a specific uh, interest in them, but you, you mentioned that you, you like them all regardless. You just pay attention to the attitude of the, uh, the owner or the CEO, uh, the CEO. Yeah. Because because when you feel a certain team is happy, for example, we're making coffee shop and they're happy and you mm -hmm. see them fulfilled, you see them like fulfilled, like because happy of what they've done from before, right. five years ago, they're like having struggle and five years after and they're like a little bit more in progress of their life, more upgraded their life. And you feel like you've been a part of that progress too. So it's like your life was fulfilled. It's like having a kid that you see them when they were young, they didn't right. do anything. And then when they're growing up and there's like, they're the star now, or they're like mid-level managers and everything. And you feel like, oh, you, at least you improve yourself and you feel like everybody or society is improving. Now, as an angel investor, are you just simply uh, providing a financial support or are you also providing like a, uh, conversations and, and word of advice and assisting with a network plug here and there uh, as needed uh, to these companies or what's your role in their success? Is it just as, as a shareholder or? Well, it depends on the style of the person I invested in. But of mm -hmm. course, because I put my money there, any support that I could give, any introduction I could give, any wisdom I could share or team that I could share, I would so give them because even giving them, it's not a sure way of success. It's still hard. Right. A lot of things. But again, it's the style of the founder mm. because there's a founder who will say, uh, okay, I'll try to get this 
on my own. I will not seek your help. And sometimes you got to let them be too if that's their work comfortable. Because at the end of the day, you can't babysit everyone. You can't babysit every startup that you make. Right. So, But if they ask, I'll give time. I really put an effort to study it, help them if they ask. But if they don't ask, I let them be because it's like you have to let them grow their own muscles too and your, their own pain too. When you're an angel investing, you cannot be in a hurry. You really know that you're committed to make investment in a certain person on a certain dream that they're doing and you really have to be patient about it. So it, it's something that when you put your money, be prepared not to see it for like five years, seven years. But what you get from it is the money plus the learning plus the bond of friendship, which is which is more, to me, more valuable than just money. Now, how did you learn to have this immense amount of patience? Well, you don't learn it. Sometimes you don't want to learn it, but you got no choice. It's like, it's either you learn patience or you, you know, complain or cry. Mm. And then you figure out that if you complain and cry, and then, all right, that didn't get you anywhere. So might as well be patient. Sometimes patient, really patience, really, you'll see. As you, as I said, when you study stuff, for example, I go back to people who like Amazon, Tesla, mm -hmm. Elon Musk, and even Facebook, they gone through stages where, for example, Elon, third rocket, and they're still unsuccessful. And then they become successful after knowing all this. But imagine if you were him and at your third lunch, it still exploded. But mm. they're dedicated, so right. they really know that that's their life purpose. So they have to persevere and they have to move forward. I'm sure a lot of companies have gone through challenges in time because there are certain things you have to do when you're a startup and when you're mid mid-level, mid-sized business, it won't work anymore. You have to change it. And when you're big level anymore, the things that you do also won't work and you have to change again. So those changes requires patience for you to make sure that the pain will be good for the long run because you can't waste all the learnings. Mm. That's interesting. And so you use that to be able to... Uh almost essentially delay the gratification of, of, oh, you know, I had a 20% increase in one of my investments. Let me pull this out because you're thinking, oh, this is in five or seven years because next year it might go down 5%. And so that's a part of that journey. Also that, but that has to do with good planning too. Because, mm. you know, if you change, if you pivot for, for a number of years, there have to be, Somebody will be affected. Somebody in your team will be affected. Somebody on your circle will be affected. Somebody don't want you to change. Right. You understand? For example, in my circle, there are people who, hey, could you not change? Because this is how we used to be. But right. you have to change because on the bigger picture, this is how it's supposed to be done. Exactly. And, and 
it's just part of life. Wow, man, I'm 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 so thrilled to have you here, Bernard. I I do have to wrap this up. I do want to give you the opportunity, however, to let everybody know if you would like for them to take a particular action, what they can do to support you or your foundation or where they can follow for more information on you. Well, they could follow brandseedfoundation.org or they could follow me in my Instagram and Facebook. Uh, yeah. And if they have questions, they can you know, email me. Perfect. So there you have it, folks, a fascinating dive into the mind of a true trailblazer and angel investor. A huge shout out to Bernard Chong, uh, his assistant, Crystal Willis. Thank you guys so much. If you guys enjoyed the insights and the experiences that he provided with us today, make sure to like, comment and subscribe. And if you enjoyed this episode, check it out on Spotify as well. Remember, every action supports, even if you think it does not. Oh, and uh, Crystal did also put here as well that you guys can follow him at I am Bren Chong. Thank you once again. Um, if, if you have any last words, now is the best time. Okay. So remember, uh, very fast, observe people around you. From there, you will know where they're headed. If you want, do their journey with them. Have someone who have done it. Ask for, ask for a consult. People who are successful are happy to share what they know hmm. they really done it and from there you will learn and enjoy just and be patient being patient well this is nico pingan of a gamer's guide of productivity we are learning not only on productivity but also on being patient today thank you so much bernard and have a great rest of your night all right thank you nico